Hey, MetroBytes listeners. Before we get into today's interview, I wanted to give a brief update about Charter Review. The scheduled meeting of the whole to discuss the Home Rule petition was cancelled and has not yet been rescheduled. This is an unfortunate delay in the process of advancing Charter Review. The Medford Charter Review Coalition, a group seeking to get the ball rolling on our review, is meeting on Wednesday, March 10th at 7pm. The Zoom link is in the show notes for those who would like to attend. Today's interview is a crossover with another local podcaster. I hope you enjoy. All right, thank you so much for meeting with me tonight. Um, If you don't mind introducing yourself, just say your name, pronouns, and a bit about yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm Anthony Petrellis. I'm the the host of of Beyond Podcast, and um, you know, I, I thank you for having me. You know, you reached out to me about coming on here. You know, Mefford. Uh, I'm from Mefford. I grew up in Mefford pretty much my entire life. Uh, so to be able to come on here and, and be a part of something from the city is kind of cool. So yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, and could you just share your pronouns? With me? Um, he. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. and you also are a teacher right, in Medford. Uh, yeah, I'm a fifth grade teacher at the um, Glen Elementary School. Yeah, so I've been I've been at it for this will be my 15th year coming up. Yeah, so wow. fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's such fun. laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Um, so the, the question that I just it's kind of like a common thread through every episode is just to ask um, what your favorite place to eat in Medford is and what you like to eat there. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I, I hope I could give two answers here and, I, and I'll explain why. But, um, you know, I grew up in Mefford. I grew up in South Mefford and a big spot that we used to go was Tony by George. And that was a huge sub shop in the South Mefford area. I think it's like a pizza place now uh, from what I've seen just driving by it. But I used to get a cheeseburger twist there, which was like a wrap with cheeseburger, lettuce, tomato, french fries. And uh, I mean, it's not the healthiest thing in the world, but it was very good. And uh, so that would be my all time. Um, But right now, currently, I would say, you know, I I like going the Razos and the chicken palm. I think that that's a really good size plate and a really fair price. So um, I would say that that's kind of my my go to place to the ground by to eat. Oh, great. Thanks. I appreciate the thoughtfulness there. I know, I know it can be sometimes the hardest question that people answer on the podcast. So thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. So I was hoping we talk a little bit about your podcast. Like, so if you could like talk about um, like how you got into it, how you like how you decided to start it and what it's been like for you. Yeah. So um, during the pandemic, like I'm sure everybody starts rethinking everything and like their lives a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I was on top of being a teacher, I was also a high school football coach for pretty much like parallel to my teaching career. So I felt like both really helped me get better at the other as far as like communication, organization, like all of that. And so um, when I had babies and had twins, I was a head football coach at Arlington Catholic High School. And it was hard balancing it all. Like it, it really was because, you know, being a teacher and being a coach, a coach is really kind of like a full-time gig in a lot of ways and how you run your program. And it is year round in a lot of ways, even though it might not be on the field, there's so much that you do off the field too. So once I had my own children, I just realized that it was just too difficult to balance at all. You know, I kind of stepped away from doing that. And in that process of being home and really thinking, social media was like a huge part of like me recruiting and help getting kids to come maybe want to play football at our program, you know, because we were a school that attracted from a lot of different cities and towns. And 
I tried getting people to come in and do like little documentaries and things like that, because I felt like that's a way of showing your program off. And I just found that there was really nothing out there like that. And it was hard to find somebody to come in and do that um, because it's a lot of work or cameras or whatever it is. And not a lot of people have that experience of doing it. So, um, you know, I decided that I wanted to kind of venture into starting a podcast of interviewing coaches um, of all sports, you know, boy, girl, whatever, you know, like, and, and, um, and I found that coaches were really eager, especially during the pandemic to want to talk about their programs and to keep themselves relevant. And maybe for those private schools or Catholic schools, like they're trying to recruit in and they don't have a season or anything to show for it. So, um, we got a really good, like, like uh, people wanted to be on it. And I was only on Twitter and YouTube for the first like five months and that was it. And then, I realized how important Instagram was. And then I realized how important like Spotify and Apple and all of that and really getting it out there. So I feel like last January was when I say I really started realizing the potential of it. And then we took advantage of like fall sports were coming back. So let's, you know, go to high school football games and just catch the atmosphere and, and, you know, talk to the players and the cheerleaders and the athletic directors and the student section and rate their concession stand. Like we had fun with it. And what we found like every week, somebody was like kind of reaching out to us being like, Hey, you know, would you come and do that here? Like we have a great home crowd and, you know, and so before you know, it became a thing that high schools were interested in us coming in, you know, and that turned into this winter in which we've been just covering all everything we covered gymnastics basketball hockey swimming like you know and and it's just been it's been fun and there's like a demand for it so um we've really grown in the last year it's a lot of work it's it's a lot of work on the side and this is not my full-time gig. So um, balance and, and structure, I think, again, talking about like coaching and all of that and teaching, like I've learned that in my life, I've learned how to kind of do that. So it's been a little bit easy to transition into that, but it's a lot of work, you know? Yeah. yeah well, and it's, um, I think it's, it's an interesting overlap, right? Like, like being with kids in school and also being around kids as a coach. Um, and I guess I wonder like, the focus on on athletics sort of what you kind of see as the importance of that for young kids yeah i think i think you know athletics is a lot of work like you know when i was in school like there was always a joke of like athletes like oh they don't they're not like holding in the classroom or whatever like there was always that little thing and i think that that's so false because mm -hmm on top of balancing an academic schedule, you're also you're balancing the full-time, you know, being on a team and being committed. And, and that includes your off season of getting into shape or maybe playing another sport and kind of really being on the go a lot. And I feel like for myself, that was always like the balance and structure in my life and helped me kind of always be able to handle a lot because you always were handling a lot, whether you realize it or not, like you were having fun doing that. And so once I've been in the coaching world and to see like what some of these kids do and some kids that I coach at the academy, some of these kids have gone on to like Harvard and Yale, like very smart, smart individuals that you're coaching. And it was easy to coach them because you could give them a lot, you know? And so I just feel like being able to show that off that happens everywhere and it happens in all different sports. And I just think it's great to highlight student athletes to see what they put into. I mean, we interview players um, pregame post game, and we really try to like ask them questions that really make them shine because I think that that's important at the end of the day that 
people understand who they are as a person, not necessarily just like having one judgment on them. You have a, a slew of things to be able to say, wow, they're a pretty good player. They're pretty well-spoken. They're a really nice person in school. Like it helps build them up too, I think a little bit. Yeah, totally. I, I think about like sports and like citizenship, that sort of connection of like, it reminds me of uh, like growing up, there was a show, I don't know if it's still on channel five, but it was called like high five where they would uh, highlight either like one athlete or a team. I always wanted to like one of my teams to get on that show, but it was like about that, right. That balance of like, yes, like you're a good athlete and like you like are doing good things and you're contributing to your community. Um, My dad was, he's was actually coaching the Middlesex league for like 30 years of like uh, all the running sports, but he talks a lot about how that discipline, like the discipline about like around sports, he could see his runners, like they, like they applied that to their academics and just their lives in general. And that, and for me personally, like to that, that structure of playing sports through high school and college, like it's like you have that team. And I think that if you, you know, if you play a team sport or individual sport and that sort of like discipline and ability to work with other people and like, you know, sort of practice leadership in different ways really translates well to real life. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like the number one thing is always like, you know, time management. And I think that that's such a skill that's needed because I know people personally who are not very time managing, like they're not very good at it. And as, as I get older, especially when I have kids, like that's even more important to be able to understand balance. Like as much as I love doing this podcast, like I love being dad too. And so I always make sure that I'm very balanced with that. Like, I don't try to have this take away a lot from that. You know, this is more done at night. Like my house is asleep, you know, my wife's in bed. Like this is when now I get to really kind of work on this, you know? So, um, time management for me is, is, is everything. So being able to show those qualities off and how important they are, I think is, is good, is good for anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess I wonder kind of what you hope in terms of like an impact of your podcast. So like kids seeing this coaches, like community members, like, what do you, what do you want folks to take away from you? I mean, for me personally, I, I would really want to make a dent in being a person who is able to cover a program and all the good that it has. I think no matter what type of media it is you hear, it's, there's always a negative twist to something. And, and that happens a lot. And I think that what we're doing here and highlighting coaches and highlighting athletes and schools and athletic directors and districts, like that's important. And I think that that's the message that I want to get out there is that everybody's kind of, everybody's kind of up against it. And since the pandemic, everybody even more so. So it is nice to shine light and shine positivity on student athletes and, and what their schools and districts and coaches do for them. I think that that's just, it's awesome and fun that I get to do it. I got the coach and that's what I did for a lot of my life is, is play sports and coach sports and, and build relationships and, that's what this is kind of all about. It's really putting what I feel like I do best all together. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I appreciate this, the uh, the range of what you do cover in terms of sports. Like I think, you know, a lot of, like, I think that like a lot of media gives attention to like football and basketball. And like, you know, I, I appreciate the sort of inclusivity around like both boys and girls sports, the, uh, the maybe less covered sports like gymnastics and swimming and things like that um, maybe didn't always feel so glamorous, but they're, they're getting yeah. a lot too. Yeah. 
And I think that that's what's so unique. You know, we did a gymnastics event and that was literally my favorite. I think it was my favorite one I covered because I didn't really know what I was doing and I didn't really know what I was looking for, but I felt like I could just feel it when I was there and be like, okay, I know I want to put a camera here. This is perfect to cover this angle. Like my wife came with me and, and we had like a blast. Like she was helping me out and taking great video and she was, you know, she was a gymnast or she like, understood like oh you can't stand here or we got to be quiet like I'm like oh okay like you know so um it was it was fun going in covering something that you really didn't know what you were going into until you did and I had a blast I told the coach I was like this was like one of my favorite events because it was it was like a lot of athleticism the kids were great uh it, it was fun it was a lot of fun that's awesome are there any sports that you're that you haven't covered that you're sort of excited to or anticipate you might start covering yeah, you know, in the spring, like we have a lot going on. So like we cover sports, but we also have like a little bit of a range. Like we do do stuff with food and food establishments, like a place to go after a game to grab a great bite to eat or drink. And that's like one of our big things we did in the summer was called our Beyond Main Course. And, you know, we highlighted a few places and, you know, we're looking to kind of do a little something like that, but we also want to start meeting with some of our guests a little bit live and we thought what better way to do that a little bit is even if you brought on like a typical podcast episode for me is between like the 40 and 50 minute range mm -hmm. but we've done a couple live ones that we've done like 20 25 minutes and like analytically it's been like very good so mm -hmm. um i think you know that's kind of like we do dabble in a lot of different things but you know as far as like the sports go like anything like i've never covered lacrosse i've never covered baseball like softball something i i think would be a lot of fun like i think you could really do a lot with softball i've watched girls softball and the energy is just awesome and um i think we would have a lot of fun covering covering that like the bench everything it'd be a lot of fun lacrosse was my sport <laughs> yeah and i think lacrosse would be lacrosse to me is like the biggest challenge because i think in order to keep up with the game of lacrosse you're gonna have to be running and like you're kind of gonna be going back and forth with the camera and catching things and i think that lacrosse is gonna be a lot tougher than like i'm excited to cover it but i'm also really nervous to cover mm -hmm. it because at least gymnastics you're confined to an area and i can see the event that's going on like lacrosse everyone's running the ball's moving you're throwing it downfield like yeah it's gonna be a lot that's gonna be but it'll be fun but it'll be yeah, fun that's cool yeah. yeah um awesome is are there any other things that you're working on that you want to mention or anything that i haven't asked about the um, you know, right now we, we have a couple fun things that are brewing, you know, we, we have a fun, um, episode coming out soon. So, so we are doing, I have another person who works with me on this. He does a lot of my editing. His name's John, John Sensabar, and he's, he's awesome. He's, he's so talented. Like he's kind of jumped on board once it really started taking off and my editing skills were very limited and, and he kind of came on board and, um, really like changed what we were able to get across and how we were able to get it across. And, um, I feel like, you know, we've been dabbling in a few different things as far as just like having fun because sports is like you, you enjoy it like myself, but not, not everyone does. So we want to make sure that we have listeners and have range of listeners because we cover different things. So doing things like that with the food or, you know, we've like um, covered like, like when we cover the polls in Medford during the, the election, like we went around and interviewed people holding signs and we had a lot of fun, like a lot of laughs. We met a lot of cool people. And so 
those have been some of our biggest views. And that's how we've gained a lot of followers because mm -hmm. people are seeing that we have a little bit of range and that we're not just kind of one little thing. Those sports is like the, the big chunk of it. Like we do dabble and have fun. And, you know, we've been on, we, we've been like wanting to collaborate with a few people. So we have a few collaborations that are coming up that crossover episodes are being on somebody's uh, podcast like yourself and, um, you know, being able to really get our message out there year two, of kind of who we are and getting more exposure. So um, that's kind of what we have brewing as far as big picture stuff. But again, we have a lot of sports teams that we're going to be working with in the summer for workouts. And, um, you know, we, we really want to be fun. We really want to be fun and be unique and different. And I feel like that's kind of the direction we're going. And I don't know what it is or what the end point is, but I just feel like every time we turn down one road, we find a couple more roads to travel and we're like, Oh, this is interesting. Like, let's try this out. So uh, it's been fun kind of inventing yourselves a little bit along the way too. That sounds really fun. Is it, has there been any road that you've gone down that you've been like, eh, maybe not anything that's been like challenging or. Um, you know, I think the challenging thing is, is that when people are interested to do things with you, you just can't do everything, you know? <laughs> and I feel like sometimes the biggest challenge is, is saying no to people uh, <laughs> because you look at it as one way to really help yourself out and get yourself out there more, but it also comes at a price. It comes with time and it comes with maybe editing and it comes with, um, you know, having to rearrange a schedule. So it's like, sometimes it, like that I find is really hard because you're so eager and passionate about like I'm sure you are that like if you had the opportunity to step on the gas pedal and try to go like you're going to whenever you can so saying no sometimes is really the hardest thing I find with this podcast sure yeah it sounds like too is like especially we're kind of trying to define what it is that like you know the things that you do want to focus on probably involve saying no to something. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and like, like I teach in Mefford. So, you know, I, I also find it like a responsibility of mine to put a product out there that is very family and kid friendly um, that really highlights, you know, these kids are teenagers when they're in high school, but I, I teach a grade of 10 and 11 year old kids so they were there at one point and so these kids are 17 18 years old but six or seven years ago they would have been a student in my class so you know I also feel a responsibility that when I do this like it's clean fun it's it's enjoyable fun it's family fun and you know I know that kids eventually are gonna have social media and I covered some teams in Medford that had students in my class that are on the team and so it's cool to see them in that light um, and I know they're watching it so I, I have a responsibility to also make sure that I'm doing it very tastefully mm -hmm. and that it's also entertaining and that can be hard to balance too you know mm -hmm. so um yeah <laughs> so do your students listen to the podcast yeah you know because we're on YouTube and YouTube's yeah. huge like with yeah. 10 and 11 year olds I said this to somebody before that like Every year, you know, when you ask kids, like, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you, you know, what, what do you think you want to be? And every year you, and I've said this to somebody else before, but YouTuber is like, it's, it's growing. Like it's mm -hmm. growing as like a profession that kids want to be. And I, I guess I just didn't understand that world um, until I started doing this podcast. And, you know, I have like, I think like 173 or four subscribers. Like that's not a lot, right? Like mm -hmm. compared to some people have like 10,000, you know, that's a million true. or whatever. 
And these kids think I'm God that like I have 173 and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get this up? And these kids are like, you have, uh, like, how many do you have? They're like seven. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like, and, but you know, it's funny. That stuff's funny. And, and so they, they definitely listen to it. And, you know, I've had parents like even reach out and because we have like t-shirts or whatever, you know? And so we had like a fundraiser that we did. We had a one year celebration and we raised money for the Flutie Foundation. I have, my twins are uh, both diagnosed with autism. And so that, that foundation means a lot to us and the research that we've done on it. And so, um, and we felt, you know, I mean, it's Doug Flutie, like he's like legend around here, you know? So, um, and so we now work with them. We were able to put like a communication board um, at the Wildwood school, which is in Wilmington, where we, where we reside now. And our kids attend that school. And we use a lot of communication boards at home. And, you know, that was how we've really like helped with the communication. Cause during the pandemic, it's like, you're doing the like early intervention, you're doing all that stuff, but it's on zoom. And it's just like, it's hard to keep like your one and a half year old, two year old, like in front of the computer. So you really had to learn what they were doing and, and do it yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, this is what we have to do with them, you know? And so, um, but so, you know, I really think that there's just a lot of positivity that you can put out there in a time that's, not everything's positive. So um, that's where I try to be different. And, and, you know, for some people that it's enjoyable and some people it's not, and that's okay. And so, uh, you know, I, I try to put a product out there that best represents me and what I want to represent. So. Yeah. It sounds like putting positivity out there and also like sort of having access to that positivity for yourself during this like pretty difficult time for all of us. Yeah. And I think like if my kids are growing up, eventually if I'm still doing this and I'm actually end up being pretty good at it like yeah i wouldn't want them to watch dad stuff that's like not tasteful or not appropriate or not like respectful so it's you know i keep that in mind in anything that i do but you know right now it's my students like it's cool that they watch it but i also you know i understand that comes with the responsibility and then you know it's fine i i take it so That's cool. And I imagine someday some of their fifth graders will be on some of these high school teams that you're covering too. Yeah. Yeah, They have been like the basketball team. There was three kids, you know, and I have like the video saved and I'm like, this is something I want to hang on to because if I see these kids five years down the road, I'll be like, Hey, remember when I covered you guys? And I have this cool clip. They're like, Oh my God, you have this clip of me when I was 18 in high school. You know, like they love, they eat that stuff up. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's fun. Wow, that's really cool. Do you have any advice for um, for some of these like student athletes? Like anything that you would like want them to know? Yeah, I just think being a coach for for a really long time and 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 recently, not like in the past, way a long time ago. Um, I just feel like if you really want to be something like as far as you, like your goal is to play college football, your goal is to be a college basketball player, or your goal is to play at that next level, no matter what it is, division one, division two, division three, it's about putting in the work. Like everybody can say that's what they want to do. And that's what everybody can try to do, but you play at that next level, it's tough. And I just think that, you know, it's important to realize that and that there are important things in life, like having your family and your friends and balancing your academics. So, you know, if you're committed to wanting to do that, it's not just balancing that it's balancing everything else because schools 
there's a lot of talented kids out there, but schools are looking for the kids that are well-balanced and well-rounded and are humble. And, you know, so when you kind of look to achieve your goals and what it is that you want to do and play at that next level, it's not just about the on the field stuff. It's really important about the off the field stuff too. That would, that would be my advice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's good yeah. advice to that. Yeah. To have that balance. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to cover that. And it's fun to put that message out there, you know, of, of being able to show that off. Like I've had a couple coaches on there that have gone for interviews that I've been able to like send clips to them. So they have like to be able to send to the athletic directors to be like, Hey, I was on this podcast and I was asked certain things about my program or what I would do if I had a head coaching job here and i just feel like that's a cool leg up for coaches to be able to use that so um you know it, it in some cases it worked in some cases it didn't but um to be able to also kind of provide that was like when they asked me i'm like yeah like and i'm like re-watching the episode being like i'm gonna send you like three or four of them and you can pick the best one you like you know because people did that for me way back when and not necessarily the video way but they vouched for you or they spoke for you or they write you a letter of recommendation like this is a virtual letter of recommendation that I can really kind of give them um and 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 I think it's like a professional development like there's other coaches listening to this and they're like oh wow I'm gonna try that with my program or like it's just there's so many ways you can go with it and I think that that's why I'm having so much fun because I haven't, I'm not stuck. Like, it's just always something like, oh, we can, let's go down this road a little bit, you know? So yeah. it's, it's fun. It, it is fun. I imagine that's helpful for the students too, to have like, if there's like videos or clips of them playing their sports for them to be able to use for recruiting purposes and things like that. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've been able to do that. It's funny. Like, you know what? And, and I'm not like this, like, oh, I played sports 25 years ago, but you know, but like, <laughs> When I, like, when I lost a game, I was, you know, really bummed out about it and not like caring about anything. And maybe that's just like a young teen boy attitude or whatever you want to say when it came to sports back then. But um, I feel like I cover games and teams would lose like a really close game. And 20 minutes later, it's like messaging me on Instagram. Like, Hey, I saw that you were right there. My three pointer. Do you have video of that to send to me? And I'm like, wait, that's what you're thinking about right now. Like I would not be thinking about that, (laughs) you know? And so I have found that, yeah, I've been able to do that, you know, put some clips together uh, specifically in Medford for the football team, because we did cover them a few different times and, you know, they had a pretty good wide receiver who I, who I is playing, I think in like division two, but he's very good. And, um, you know, we kept the camera on him a little bit because I felt like every time they needed something, they kind of go to him and he would do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it was fun being able to help out with things like that. Um, but I also think like a fun part of it was covering like the student section of games, like going in, like kids are going crazy and you're just like talking to them. And, you know, we covered one town in particular in Stoneham and the student section loved us, loved us, you know, and we had gone back to a second game because they were playing like in a championship game, which just happened to be coincidence that we covered another team that they were playing. 
So we're like, well, let's go back and cover them both because we've already covered them one each and now they're playing for like a lead title. Like, this is cool. Mm. Um, Middlesex, so it was uh, like Wilmington and Stoneham, like Middlesex League team. So that was kind of the game. And so um, and and so the student section, like the second time we went back there, they were like loving it, like <laughs> trying to call us over there. And then I covered the Stoneham hockey team this season. The kid who was like the biggest like cheer in the section was like, captain of the hockey team so it was like kind of funny to then cover him yeah. as like an athlete and like a really good leader and a really good captain and then to see him like leading like the the student section in crowd chants and everything else like so it is fun that you are covering a lot of different perspectives of it because I think that stuff is funny I think high school kids are really funny I think yeah. that um, we live in a world that everything is media, everything's online, everything's on the computer, everything's on your phone. And, um, in this type of business, like I follow a certain sports website, that's like high school sports and their best clips are from your phone. Like someone catching something on the sideline or somebody like just locker room coming out of the locker room and people are singing or dancing or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And that's like the best, that's my favorite stuff on there. And I just feel like I'm in a business that like you can catch a lot of that with your phone and kids want to see it. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, so we know that we have these different avenues of high school sports with coaches and athletes and teams and programs that we can just go down and we're taking our time doing it. We're not rushing it, but we know we have something that we can potentially just keep growing like a snowball down a hill. And so yeah. we'll see, hopefully this just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You mentioned like social media. I feel like I like, I'm, I'm like crazy about women's soccer, like the women's national team. I like, follow, like, you know, I, and I like find from following them on social media, I know like so much about them and their lives and like their sport, but it makes me think about like my parent, my dad, like he can tell you like anything about football from like, and hockey from like whenever, but how, but he, what did he get that from reading the newspaper? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like, it's interesting to like, see how like you know that information like the way that we source that information has changed and I don't know it's funny oh absolutely <laughs> and it's it's just a whole like I never personally had social media until I did this podcast like I never had it you know I just felt like I don't need to be connected into the world like I you know I do my I work I do my job I'm a good person like I don't need and people have opinions and I, I just, I try to, I try to always stay clear of that. And yeah. so with this, it's been a little harder because I need that platform to get what I need to get out there. Um, but there is, I've got such an education on Instagram over the last year of so many moments of like, wait, you can do that. Like so many times I'm like, wait, you can do that. Like, and even, even like last week, I figured out like when people put their stories that my writing's always the same size. And, and I'm like, how do people shrink their writing? And I finally saw the thing onto the <laughs> side and I accidentally hit it and I saw the writing get small. I go, wait, that's how you do it. And then my first post like last night was like shrinking the writing and fitting so much more in there. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, so I'm still very basic at it, yeah. but I'm learning how to like look at my analytics and views and all that stuff. And like mathematically understand that being like, okay, like I understand this is what a first 24 hours looks like of a trailer I put out, or this is how many views we have in this many hours. This is how long someone's actually watching it or listening to it. So it, that stuff's fun. Like that's, that's, I'm learning a lot from that. And I feel like the more I'm learning from that, like the better I'm kind of doing as far as 
the outside stuff of like, okay, now I need to do this. Got it. I need to do this. Got it. Like it's helping me figure it out a little bit more. Your coaching mind there. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's that like X's and O's mind, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like the only thing I know, you know? So it's kind of weird in that sense too. Cause when I was a coach, I loved watching film. Like, mm. lo- like if you looked at my time watching film versus every other coach on the web, like on the site, it was like, it wasn't even close, you know? And um, because it was just, yeah, I'm just kind of mathematically analytically, like very connected to that stuff. I think that numbers don't lie with things. And so mm you know, seeing those numbers and then figuring out how to fix those numbers is two completely different things, but at least you have a direction that you're going. Right. So that's how I look at this, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think your, your story, you know, how you're describing sort of your trajectory here is like, I think it's helpful for other people to hear where like, you know, cause I think, you know, so many kids when they play sports, they're like, I want to be professional, you know, they have these goals, right. And being able to think about how you can apply all these different sort of like ways of thinking and ways of organizing and like that discipline to anything you want. Right. And you've listed like so many creative things and um, so many ways of connecting with other people and like, you know, providing um, a valuable resource that uh, it sounds like came out of that way of, of being and thinking. So it's cool. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, what's fun, right? Like I feel like every little phase of uh, every so often in my life, like I'm doing something different or I'm following something different or I'm passionate about something different, but I feel like, like high school sports and the coaching world, the athletic world, that's always kind of been consistent with me. And it's always been my balance of like schedule. And like, maybe that's just how my life's been. I've always had school and then sports and then Mm -hmm. school and then sports. And like, I just learned to understand how to balance my academics with that. And then eventually like balance my life around it. And so I think when you get into like the real world of job and rent and responsibility and discipline like you've been doing it for so long that it doesn't really click to you Mm. until you're just handling things that maybe some kids your age have a lot of a hard time handling and and I felt like sports has always kind of had been my way of like understanding like what I needed to do versus what I wanted to do you know and that's that's important you know yeah definitely that's awesome um Yeah, well, before we wrap up, is there is there anything else you want to make sure you mention? No, yeah, I just want to say thank you for for having me on. I'm really excited. I know um, having a podcast and how much work goes into it and scheduling, and so I know everybody has busy lives and schedules. So I appreciate you, you know, kind of working with me and you know doing it a little bit later because um, I gotta I gotta wait till bedtime, you know. Yeah. So. Thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I, I appreciate your flexibility with that. And I think this is cool what you're doing. I know um, you're really highlighting Mefford, a place that I love and, you know, I teach and I grew up pretty much my whole life. So, you know, I wish you the best as you grow too and, and you know, go down the same road that I am as this journey of podcasting and, um, yeah, and, and great success to you. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for making the time for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right thank you so much to anthony you can find more information about the beyond podcast in today's show notes thanks so much for listening to today's episode and as always if you have feedback about this episode or ideas for future episodes you can email medfordpod at gmail.com 
You can also subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, what's the name of the podcast? Never Bites! Never Bites! <laughs> Good job.